Bring your motherfucking ass over here. I got a lot to say. We're going to conduct this professionally or we're not going to have an interview. On today's episode of Hooks and Hoops, we're talking UFC on ESPN Plus post-fight. Yes, what a fight in Brooklyn. What a card in Brooklyn. Of course, we're talking Adrian Broner and Manny Pacquiao. This fight was this past weekend at the MGM. A lot of controversy if you ask Adrian Broner. And this upcoming weekend, we're talking Bellator 214, Fedor versus Ryan. Bader as the main event. Jack Squacker making his Bellator debut. We got Aaron Pico on the card. Shout out to Bellator for inviting me to their media day for coverage and uh, meeting the fighters. All great people. Uh, all very nice and very cool experience. Thank you once again to Bellator. And of course, on the hoop side, we got to talk James Harden. We got to talk NBA All-Star starters. We got to talk about the Lakers and if they're going to make the playoffs. Spoiler alert, they are because they're the Lakers and they got LeBron James. It's just ESPN trying to fill a narrative. And of course, Blake Griffin was acting kind of weird. Blake Griffin was acting weird with his teammate. That's something I, ser I seriously have to overanalyze. And of course, this wouldn't be hooks and hoops without some hooks and hoops. We got to talk Yusuf Nurkic and Damian Lillard versus Russell Westbrook. We got to talk Nikola Jokic versus Jay Crowder. Mason Plumley or Miles Plumley. It's a Plumley versus Derek Favors. We got to talk uh, Devin Booker versus Gorgie Dang. Stephen A versus Derek Carr. Yeah, that's a fight that's possibly on the docket right now. It's a, it's a pick'em according to Vegas and Bovada. And uh, yes, all that great stuff. I'm ready to start. I think I said all-star starters, right? I Hopefully I did. We're going to be talking NBA all-star starters. I want to thank our sponsors, uh, BF Goodrich Tires. No, I'm just kidding. I want to thank our sponsors, Lamp Apparel. Uh, shout out to Lamp Apparel for providing all that cool gear. Uh, big shout out to Hollywood Production Center for the space. It's really great. And uh, everybody who supports, we got a discount code, I think, for SeatGeek. Got to plug SeatGeek.com. SeatGeek.com slash hooks and hoops. And if you're a first-time user... Put in that code, you'll get a sweet little discount. And uh, we are sponsored by TubeBuddy as well. We got a lot of sponsors, folks. Uh, it's good stuff at well. TubeBuddy, type in hooks and hoops on TubeBuddy to get a discount. That's it for all my plugs. Make sure to subscribe on the YouTube if you're listening on iTunes right now. Subscribe on YouTube. Don't miss any action, any video portion. Of course, the Instagram is popping. Hooks and hoops everywhere. Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Once again, thank you for all the support and thank you for listening. Here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play. And I don't think we're on Tinder. But, uh, yes, thank you for everyone who is watching and supporting the Hooks and Hoop show on the Too Legit Podcast Network. Once again, my name is Alex Fernandez. Let's drop the beat and let's get it popping. with this one right now ufc on espn plus number one the big fight it was a champion versus champion match it went down now of course there is a theme in these if you remember the ufc on fox one the first fox ever had kane velasquez and junior dos santos for the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world and that ended in like 30 seconds uh junior dos santos caught kane velasquez behind the ear and it was once again a short fight and uh like an underwhelming fight to say the least and they had some rematches, and uh, yeah, Kane, Kane was a badass, and he destroyed Junior Dos Santos. And I don't think Dos Santos has ever been the same after those three matches. Back to this card. Let's start it with the top. Henry Cejudo, TJ Dillashaw. There was a lot of shit talking going on. I picked TJ to win this fight. I usually pick the big. I picked the bigger man, longer reach, and uh, he was he's faced tougher competition in my opinion in the UFC. However, Henry Cejudo was the bigger man on fight. Now he's a thick five four Olympic gold medalist. And you know what? Same thing happened to TJ Dillashaw. Got caught behind the ear. He got rocked. 
And, and you know, credit to Henry Cejudo. He finished TJ Dillashaw. That's the second time a flyweight has finished TJ Dillashaw. I said the X factor going into this fight was going to be the hand speed and the angles that a flyweight creates because that's how, that's how Dotson got Dillashaw. And once again, Henry Cejudo used that speed and those angles, caught Dillashaw. And will I say it's a good stoppage? Yeah, but it's a good stop. A good stoppage can be a bad stoppage at the same time. If you want to be in the context of protecting the fighter and all this other stuff, it was a good stoppage. But for a champion versus champion fight, with all the marbles, two belts on the line, you got to let TJ Dillashaw die in there, folks. I know I'm all about fighter safety, but he'll tell you the same thing. You got to put him out. You got to put somebody out for the title. You can't take away a championship from somebody. Now, I know. I know TJ's belt was on the line, but the chance to be champ champ, to go down to 125, it's it, it was something special to see. And congrats to Cejudo. He landed the combo. He jumped all over him. And uh, he made the referee stop the fight. Good on Cejudo. He got the win. He saved the flyweights. You know, that was all. That was Cejudo's whole thing was to save the flyweights. I'm here to save the flyweights. He wanted to put uh, Dana White in an ultimatum that if he won, he saved the flyweights, blah, 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 blah. He's, he's the hero of the flyweights, right? My man said, hey, you know what? I want to rematch this at 135. I want my belt belt. Come on, Henry Cejudo. I don't, I don't know about all that. I want to see a rematch at 125. Do you deserve a shot at 135? Yeah, you do. You do deserve a shot at 135, but don't hold up the division. Okay, rematch TJ Dillashaw at 125. You save the flywoods for at least a year. Okay, there's also Joseph Benavides who has a split decision victory over Henry Cejudo. That can happen later down the line as well. But in my opinion, the next fight has to be those two again at 125. Quickly make that happen. We got a 135 contender fight coming up, I believe, on the UFC Fortaleza card uh, on, on Fight Pass. Not Fight Pass, what am I saying? ESPN Plus? Rather, Aldo's on that card. That will decide the number one contender for 135. And Dillashaw can fight him. Or Cody Garbrandt can fight that. And you can make all that happen again. Because, look, Cody has two losses against TJ. So, I don't know what he's going to do in that limbo. Back to 125. I got to see the matchup. So, Hudo, you got to get paid, my man. You will get paid. You'll get paid like a champ champ uh, at 125. My opinion is they'll put that they'll put that Cejudo-TJ Dillashaw uh, rematch probably in the summer. The July card, because you got to have a big boy headliner for them, and they'll be the co-main event, so they all get paid to get pay-per-view points, all that good stuff, make it worth their while. And, you know, not only did Cejudo win the new ugly belt that looks like a TNA Impact title, and they just slap UFC on it, but he also got Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella was the good luck charm. They're on a they're on a flight together in Phoenix, you know. He wished him luck, you know. Uh, Cejudo's niece, big fan of the Bellas, whatever, whatever. That was his way to talk to her. And, uh, man, Cejudo was winning and shooting his shot, shot his shot on uh, Ariel Hawani. And guess what? Nikki Bella not only is going to send a bottle of wine, Nikki Bella wants to train with Henry Cejudo. And uh, she wants to learn some new wrestling moves before she returns to the ring. And maybe they'll grab a drink. All in all, Henry Cejudo, you're winning that life, buddy. And I want you to come on the Hooks and Hoops podcast. I know you're an L.A. guy. We got to chop it up. We'll talk it all up. But uh, good for him. And as we, as I know right now, according to my sources, John Cena is definitely making his cut to 125 right now. We got to have a John Cena versus Henry Cejudo matchup. We gotta have it happen, ladies and gentlemen. John uh, Henry Cejudo already went on TMZ. He's like, I'll kick John Cena's ass. Wow! Let's see. John Cena's about 230, 240. Henry Cejudo walks around at 140, 150. Hopefully, they find a way in the middle. I got it. I don't know. I'm, I, this is fantasy land right now. Where we're, we're, we're taking the video game and we're making a a flyweight fight a heavyweight. But uh, it's for love, ladies and gentlemen. And people do crazy things for love. That's all I gotta say about the main event. It was bound to happen. With the, it always happens for the debut cards on new networks. Let me see the damn rematch at 125. Be, be a man of your word, Henry Cejudo. And I know you are. You're going to save the flyweights. And the flyweights will be around for at least another year. But they should add 165. 
That's all I'm saying. Speaking of UFC on ESPN Plus, the co-main event that had no business being a co-main event, Greg Hardy. He's not my guy. Let me put that on the record right here, right now, that Greg Hardy is not my guy, ladies and gentlemen. He's fighting Alan Crowder in uh, in the most undeserving co-main event in the history of the UFC. Look, this was all for eyeballs. Dana White was like, look, we got to get these eyeballs. ESPN is all about the athletes. People will have the rake, the name recognition. He played for the Cowboys, yada, yada, yada. This is the only reason he was on the co-main event, folks. You won't see Greg Hardy anywhere near the co-main event again, okay? So Greg Hardy comes out, and he thought he was going to blowtorch through Alan Crowder. He blew his wad in the first 30 seconds just throwing these haymakers. It was hilarious, to be quite honest with you. Uh, and we and Alan Crowder probably knew he had to survive the storm, and it was going to be in his favor. So Hardy made it past the first round, and second round uh, begins. And Alan Crowder's just talking a whole bunch of mess to him. He's getting in his head. He's bullying the bully, which everybody loved to see. And then uh, an illegal knee ended the, ended the show. You can ask, some people say he's a cheater. Some people say he wanted a way out. Look, he's a rookie. He landed that knee with both guys' knee on the ground. I'm, I'm going to give Greg Hardy the benefit of the doubt. Yes, he has a, a, a sketchy past. Yes, he got booed out of the building when he entered the octagon and when he left the octagon. But I'm going to give Greg Hardy the benefit of the doubt. He's going to have another fight in the UFC. Probably opening a pay-per-view or maybe on ESPN, the, the 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 prelims on ESPN. And he gets one more shot. I know, I know, I know. It looks really bad when you watch the video, but we got to give him a chance. He's a rookie in there, right? He's a noob. You know, you land those knees. You, you, think it's, you think his knees are up or one knee is up. Hit him with the knee. The fight is over. And Greg Hardy gets the L uh, via disqualification. I'd love to see a rematch because it'd be hilarious. I want Alan Crowder coming in hot with a, with a hot white suit and a bright pink tucked in shirt. Talking all kinds of mess to Greg Hardy just to get him just to get him more riled up. Man, Greg Hardy seems like the kind of guy who will swing on you at a weigh-in or a press conference. So uh, I'm here to see it, ladies and gentlemen. Other fights on the card. Joseph Benavidez got the W. Donald Cowboy Cerrone showing up for all the old guys. Finishing Alex Hernandez. He, he's not related to me whatsoever. I'm Alex Fernandez. He beat up Alex Hernandez. Knocked him out. Finished him in the second round. It was great to see for Cowboy. And I am ready for Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Versus Conor McGregor. We got to have it happen, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Cowboy Cerrone deserves the money fight. I got to see it happen. I also want to see BJ Penn versus CM Punk because uh, why not? Those are the two fights. Make them happen. I'll love to see both of those fights. Conor McGregor, Donald Cerrone. Book it, Dana. Book it. Big money fight. Good fight for Conor. And we got to get Nate Diaz in there somewhere. Maybe Nate and Dustin Poirier. And uh, that's all I got to say about that fight, man. UFC on ESPN ESPN 1 was a success in my opinion. Got a lot of eyeballs, a lot of athletes went to the show. And uh, it, from a broadcast perspective, it looked the same as Fox. They just took the Fox logos out and put ESPN. And they got Stephen A in there, who I love. I love Stephen A to death. You won't find a bigger fan than Stephen A than me. He had no business talking about MMA that night. He, you could see John Anik and Daniel Cormier looking at him like he's the casual in a group text, like trying to hang out and be cool. You know what I'm saying? He was being that guy. Look at the distance. Look at the distance while they're doing the, the, the uh, in-between fights right now. Much respect for Stephen A. He's a workhorse. He talks about every sport. He's got 18,000 shows, and I will be his co-host one day on ESPN. But my man's got to step away from uh, the the UFC portion. Love his boxing coverage. He's got to step away from the UFC portion. Speaking of boxing, let's talk boxing. Adrian Broner versus Manny Pacquiao. Uh, The co-main event was Marcus Brown and Badu Jack. I picked Badu Jack to win that fight because Marcus Brown was inexperienced. He hasn't won a big fight, so I took Badu Jack. In that fight, and boy was I wrong. Marcus Brown won that fight with ease, and not to mention he opened up a giant vagina on the on the head of uh, a, a Badu Jack. 
he had to have over 100 stitches to close that gash. You could see what Badu Jack was thinking. Okay, I think that's what gave Marcus Brown the fight. He just peeked right through that hole he created in Badu Jack's uh, head and his forehead. He knew exactly what Badu Jack was going to do. He just saw it a mile away, literally. And um, speedy recovery for Badu Jack. He's, he seems like a great guy. I want him back in the ring as soon as possible. Same with Marcus Brown. Defend those titles. He's ready to get a payday in another fight. So good on those guys. A fun main event. And uh, let's go back to the let's go back to the co-main event rather. Let's go back to the main event. Adrian Broner, Manny Pacquiao. Look, I had Manny Pacquiao win in that fight. I gave uh, I gave it eight rounds to four, and the only reason I gave Adrian Broner four rounds is because it was Martin Luther King weekend, and you know Broner was going to get the benefit of the fit of the doubt. Okay, look, I would not be mad if if Manny Pacquiao won ten of those rounds. Okay, you can make an argument Manny won eleven of those rounds. It, it, Kevin, I only had it a shutout. Manny Pacquiao dominated that fight. He had the ring generalship. He threw way more punches. You're not going to win a fight, Adrian Broner, landing five punches around. You threw 250 punches in a 12-round fight and landed, what, 50 of them? You, had, you got eight and was the most in one, in one round, okay? The post-fight was hilarious, ladies and gentlemen. After Manny Pacquiao beat him up, uh, got him wobbled, landed at an astronomical clip, uh, Adrian Broner had the audacity to say he won that fight. Uh, he needs to be drug tested immediately. He'll pass the drug test because he doesn't drink or smoke or do hard drugs. So then he needs to be evaluated by a mental health professional. Because there is no way Adrian Broner won that fight, ladies and gentlemen. The only people that thought Adrian Broner won that fight was Adrian Broner and his corner. And even his corner probably didn't believe it as well, okay? The post-fight was hilarious. Uh, the, the, post, the press conference was hilarious because Adrian was trying to make sense. Uh, but, you know, it's AB being AB about billions. I hope to see Adrian Broner in the ring again. I think he's a perfect opponent. For Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman is making his comeback year. He's fighting Josecito Lopez next uh, this weekend. Is it this weekend? He is. Josecito Lopez. I didn't even talk about that fight. I'll take Keith Thurman to win that fight by a decision. I think Adrian Broner versus uh, Keith Thurman is a fight people will pay to see. And people will watch on uh, Fox or, or wherever they're going to broadcast these fights. CBS. Wherever they're going to broadcast the big time boxing matches for PBC. That's my prediction for Adrian Broner. He'll get another payday. He's funny to watch, man. His entrance. He had a whole playlist. He had a whole playlist when he walked in. He, I think he used more energy on the playlist in uh, dancing and coming into the ring than he did in the actual fight. Uh, and Fashion Nova sponsored Adrian Broner. Uh, it seems like Fashion Nova had just leftover fur, and they just decided to give it all to Adrian Broner. And that was the matchup. And for Pacquiao, there's only one fight to make. It's, it's, it's Floyd Mayweather. He's coming out of retirement. I'm booking it right now, ladies and gentlemen. And that fight will be in the summer, probably in Dubai or Japan. Or China, where they'll make a whole ton of money. I don't see it selling well in, in, in Vegas. It'll be huge overseas. Mayweather Pacquiao too. My preference would be on a boat full of Russian billionaires because uh, that that that's been happening more and more lately. I, I would like to see Mayweather Pacquiao too on a boat. But my second choice would be Dubai or Macau or one of those fun places. All in all, it was a fun. It was a it was a fun event to watch, man. It was good to see Pacquiao back in the ring. You can tell he's not the 29 year old that he once was. But he still had enough gas in the tank. He made it uh, a fun fight. He was he had to calm down a little bit. I think his corner reeled him back in. He was trying super hard for the knockout. In the end, he got that easy decision victory. Good on the Pac-Man. And, um, yeah, he showed that he can still sell some fights. And so can Broner. 400,000 pay-per-view buys for a $75 pay-per-view. Good on those guys. Shout out to Mayweather Promotions, Pacquiao Promotions, AB Promotions, Al Heyman, PBC. Great job on that. Now we're on to this weekend, Bellator 214, Fedor versus Bader. I was there yesterday at the media day at the at the Viacom headquarters. They had it on a roof in the middle of Los Angeles, the middle of Hollywood, rather. You could see the Hollywood sign. 
You could hear the church bells. It was a, it was a sight to see, man. It was pretty cool. Got to see Henry Corrales, Aaron Pico, Ryan Bader, Jack Swagger, who's making his MMA debut. I can't wait to see it. This guy is a hoss. He's big. He's weighing at 250. I can't wait to see his MMA debut. Now we get to the main event. We got Fedor in there. He did a light workout, about a six-minute workout right there. He did a nice six-minute workout with some nice combinations, and that was it. That's all he shows us. He's not a big media guy. Did a cool little scrum. Seems like a super nice guy, and man, it's 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 just gonna be Fedor's last fight, ladies and gentlemen. I expect Fedor to retire, win, lose, or draw after this fight. Do I have a prediction for this fight? My heart says Fedor, but my wallet says Ryan Bader. Look, Fedor has never fa finished a five-round fight, and I don't think his plan is to finish a five-round fight. I think he's either gonna get knocked out, or he's gonna he's gonna flush Ryan Bader down the toilet with a beautiful right hand left foot combination. I'm gonna go with my heart on this one. I want Fedor to ride off into the sunset, back to story old school Russia. On his big giant horse, he should be shirtless like Vladimir Putin. And I'll take Fedor by KO in the first round. Other fights, I'll take Aaron Pico to beat Henry Corrales. And I'll take Jack Swagger, a.k.a. Jake Hager, to win his matchup as well. That's it for the hooks right there. Let's, uh, let's drop a quick beat and we'll get into hoops. into the hoops James Harden dropping 61 last night the volume shooter times two he got the W barely over the New York Knicks now look we got to appreciate James Harden for what he's doing right now we're not going to see this again for a long time once Chris Paul comes back and Capella comes back we got to appreciate what Harden's doing is it going to win you a playoff series hell no high usage rate has been proven to not win you a playoff series but it's fun to watch and yeah they're barely beating teams what, they're like 3-4 and four or 4-3 and three or whatever since this stretch if you score in these crazy astronomical numbers. But they're beating the Knicks, the Cavs, and the Grizzlies, and they barely, barely beat the Lakers without LeBron, without Rondo, and Lonzo without, without Lonzo in the third quarter. Right? It's fun to watch. It's not going to win you a lot of games. But I like, I like to see it. it it's, it's really a spectacle. Harden dropped 61. He ties Kobe for the most ever by a visitor in the Garden. Okay? He's getting those records. He loves Kobe. He tried to break that record with the quickness, but it didn't happen. The, the biggest highlight of this game, rather, is um, the biggest highlight of this game has got to be P.J. Tucker avoiding the ball like the Black Plague, okay? Eric Gordon inbounds this ball, and P.J. Tucker is looking at that ball like it, like, like it owes him some money. He didn't want to touch it. He didn't want to want to look at it. Eric Gordon's freaking out like he just won the prices right, and nobody can figure out what's going on. Mike D'Antoni is about to, is, was about to have diarrhea on the court right there. He was about to lose it. Uh, but it all, all it worked out because the Rockets pulled off the victory. Can't wait for Rockets and Raptors on Friday. It's going to be a great matchup. Hopefully Kawhi is healthy. Oh, and James Harden is the MVP. I was making a strong case for Giannis. I was making a strong case for Jokic. But look, Harden's going to get it right here, right now. They've already sealed the ballots. And um, yeah, it kind of sucks because Giannis is having a great year. They're winning. And, you know, but hey, James Harden, it's all about the highlights. Is what I noticed. You have to have highlights in your MVP year in order to get noticed, right? Curry had those crazy, the crazy one against OKC to secure it. He goes on these crazy runs. Harden broke Wesley Johnson last year, and this year he's the king of the highlights. It's like the kid from Murray State, Morant. Nobody gave a crap about Morant until he started dunking on people and it made ESPN. He was already a top five prospect before you saw all these dunks. People don't, people don't appreciate it. They just want to see. It's all about the, it's all about the clicks. It's all about the dunk porn. That's what people want to see in order to get some recognition. You gotta, you gotta make something look silly on the gram, or you gotta be on House of Highlights multiple times to get the MVP award. 
Are we serious in believing that the Lakers are not going to make the playoffs? They have LeBron James. Okay, they're going to make the playoffs. I think people don't want to make the play the Lakers to make the playoffs. And second is the Lakers and LeBron are the are the two biggest brands right now in basketball in terms of clicks. Stephen A is talking about LeBron going uh, the, the Lakers trading for Mike Conley. There's no way in hell they're going to trade for Mike Conley. No way they're going to trade. They'll eat up all the cap space. And that's not that's not a clutch client. Look, that's not going to happen. They're just trying to fill space, trying to get clicks, trying to get those views on YouTube. I don't believe that. I believe the Lakers will make the playoffs. And they'll be the most dangerous 6, 7, 8 seed if they stay down there. But I expect them to be a top four seed, quite honestly. I just don't see LeBron missing the playoffs. LeBron's been in the playoffs, I think, every year of his career, minus his rookie year. He will not let it happen, ladies and gentlemen. I expect the Lakers to make the playoffs easily, and they'll win a playoff series or two. I'm, I still have them in the Western Conference Finals against uh, Golden State or Denver, but I'm picking the Lakers to win to get into the Western Conference Finals. And hey, look, I believe the Lakers are 22-1 to 1 right now to win the championship. That's some good money to put on the Lakers to win the title. Easy money. OKC's at 30-1. to 1. That's an even bigger sleeper right there if they can just get their defense back in order and not allow 140 a game. I'm getting way off topic, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just rambling. The point is, the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. Let's hop into the brouhaha's in the NBA because there was a lot of brouhaha's this week. Yusuf Nurkic and Damian Lillard versus Russell Westbrook. Look, this is a great battle right now. And I know Russell Westbrook was telling Damian Lillard at the free throw line that he's been getting that ass for years. But they played 20 games against each other. And it's pretty much right down the middle. And in fact, Lillard's won 11 out of the 20. So I don't know what Russell Westbrook is talking about. Maybe on a one-on-one -on -one basis he is. But I love that Lillard is embracing this. He's ready for warfare. The rematch is in a couple weeks. I love this. And I, I, everyone's trying to get Nurkic's face now. They're testing the Bosnian beast right now. Mon Schumper wanted to have a discussion with him about his dirty screens. And look, Russell Westbrook calling him a clown under his breath in the post-fight interview. I love it. The Bosnian beast is creating all this hubbub. He's not a soft European. That whole soft European thing, that's out the window now. These, these guys that come from Eastern Europe, they're tough dudes. Okay, I don't want to hear it. Yusuf Nurkic is from Bosnia, ladies and gentlemen. They have active landmines all around Bosnia, okay? He grew up in a war-torn country. Dude's getting bombed every other week. Uh, man, Nur I would take Nurkic in a fight against Westbrook. Just a bigger man, more weight. I'm not calling Westbrook soft whatsoever. Westbrook is my LA guy, and I think he's a tough SOB, and I think he can get down with the best of them. I'm just taking Nurkic based on size and, uh, and strength and weight, okay? He got about 60 pounds on him and about 7 inches. Now, Lillard and Westbrook is a fight I want to see, ladies and gentlemen. Damian Lillard, big boxing fan, friend of the show. Love you, Damian Lillard. I want to see you throw those fisticuffs with Westbrook. You're about the size. You know, we got Oakland versus Long Beach. I got to see it, ladies and gentlemen. I want, I want this to be a playoff series as well. I got to see Lillard versus Westbrook in a meaningful playoff series. Let's make it happen, ladies and gentlemen. If I had to put some odds on it, it's a pick for me. Lillard versus Westbrook. I love to have him on to talk some boxing. Lillard's a huge boxing fan. I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying it's a pick -em. I can't pick a winner in that one. I love both of you guys. Love both watching both of you guys and great players. And also, Willard, super underrated player. He's a top five underrated player, in my opinion. Should be an all-star. Look at the numbers. Let's slide over to uh, uh, Gorgie Dang and Devin Booker. Uh, Gorgie Dang threw a little elbow. Booker did not appreciate it. He stepped up to him, and man, that's a brouhaha I want to see. Devin Booker versus Gorgie Dang. Look, I'm not calling Booker soft, and I'm not calling Gorgie soft. They were stepping up to each other. I think I would take Gorgie in that fight right now, to be quite honest with you. He's a bigger man. He's got that He's that crazy dude, man. I, Gorgie Dang was ready to take that fight to the back. I'm taking Gorgie Dang in that one. Devin Booker ain't no punk, but I'm taking Gorgie. So is Carl Anthony Towns. And just last night, we had Utah and Denver getting some brouhaha's. Mason Plumley, Miles Plumley. I don't know which Plumley. It was a Plumley. That is confirmed. Versus Derek Favors. I, I, 
well, Plumlee was going up and uh, well, Favors, it, it was nothing. It really was nothing. It, it shouldn't have been ejected. It shouldn't have escalated as well. And uh, I, I would probably take Favors in that fight, but Plumlee looks like one of those dudes who will just not go down without a fight. He'll just go in swinging, not giving a, not giving a freak whatsoever. The best part of this brouhaha that was really nothing that ended up in one technical ejections for both of them was the dad in the background, like pretending to get in on that fight. Like he was going to do something to these large men. Like, I respect you that your daughters were there, right? You're, you were trying to be like, you know what, man? I'm going to protect my children, you know? I'm going to be the big dad, the big boss man. Look, you had you were nowhere near the play, right? You were doing that for the camera, but you know what? Good on you, man. Do what you want to do. I'm not talking crap to you, my man. Just let it be known that you were not going to get in the middle of those giant men if there was a fight going down. We also had uh, Jokic and Crowder. Now, that's a big fight as well. Crowder, I'm not messing with, with boss man 99, man. Jay Crowder looks like he can give it and he can take it. I believe he was going to fight Jimmy Butler at a drop of a hat at Marquette. I'm not messing with him. I'm not messing with Jay Crowder. But Nikola Jokic is the big brate. His brother, Nemanja, is an MMA fighter in Denver. And Jokic has MMA training. He rides horses, although that has nothing to do with this. I'm taking Nikola Jokic in that fight. Bigger man. He's a brate. I'm taking, I'm taking the Eastern European in that fight right there. Last but not least... This, this fight is almost about to happen, ladies and gentlemen. Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellen were talking junk. They were talking all this junk on first take about the Raiders. Derek Carr did not appreciate this. He called them out. He called them clowns. For people who don't know, Derek Carr is the quarterback of the Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Called them out. He's like, I want to get in a fight with these clowns. Put them in, lock them in a cage, and I want to face them. And uh, UFC was interested. Stephen A. responded. Everybody's running with this. A lot of people are picking Stephen A. They're picking the older man. I don't get that. Why are you picking the older, unathletic man? He has the knee, in, knee history. Look, Derek Carr, what, 25, 26? He's in his prime. He's in his 20s. He's in his prime. He's better athlete right now. He's got better cardio. I would take Derek Carr in that fight, in that fight slightly. Okay, because we don't know how these boys can fight. Stephen A may have a nice jab up his sleeve. May have a nice counter right hook. We don't know. We don't know. He could go southpaw on you. We don't know. I, so I pay to see it. Stephen A., was uh, was was crediting Derek Carr for this? He was like, I can't believe people are favoring the older guy. I just want to see it. I don't, I don't want to face Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman is a it was a Gold Glove boxing champion in New York. Okay, I don't know if Derek Carr wants to face Max Kellerman because I would favor Max Kellerman heavily in that fight. I would put him at a four to one favorite to win that fight. But Stephen A versus Derek Carr, that's a coin toss for me. Last thing on the show, we gotta talk NBA All Star starters. The starters will be revealed tonight. And I got my picks, and look, I know the media and the players have 25% and 25%, 25%, and the fans have 50%. The fans have taken over this. I don't know why uh, Derrick Rose and, and uh, is starting. I don't know why uh, they have uh, Dwayne Wade in the starting, although he deserves it. Why? If the fans want it, the fans want it. to fans vote. Whatever. Here are my West All-Star starters right now. I got Curry, Harden, Durant, PG, and AD. Now, I can make a case for Jokic to start the All-Star game, right? His team is in first place. He was missing three starters, second place now after the Warriors uh, obliterated them. His team is the second best in the West, right? He was missing three starters the whole time. He's got triple doubles like crazy. He's already challenging Wilt Chamberlain's career triple-double record as a center, and he's only 23. But AD's got the clutch. AD has, is, is, is just a perennial all-star. He's a top five, top five player in the league. He's got to be a, a starting in the front court. Now, I chose Paul George. Over my guy, LeBron James, okay? Because LeBron's missed 15 games. He's been injured. Paul George is putting up MVP numbers. He's guarding the best player on the defensive side as well. 
He is bulldozing Russell Westbrook as being the, the number one guy in OKC. Although I don't really believe that number one, number two guy stuff. I believe they can be 1A, 1B. Paul George is just taking over. He's doing the damn thing. He looks healthy. He's explosive again. Paul George deserves to start the All-Star game. And, of course, you got Durant. Durant hasn't really been getting votes, man. People are not really uh, – like, same with Harden. Durant and Harden just not getting the fan votes. But I believe the media and the players will do right, and that will be the starting in the, in the West. And uh, as for Derrick Rose – the fans love Derrick Rose, but I believe the media and the, and, the, and, the, and the players will balance that out. Does Derrick Rose deserve to be an all-star? Personally, no, but he's having a better year this year than he was the MVP. He said he's a more complete player, and I believe him. He's just, you know, that happens with, with more experience and more time. I'm glad that he's healthy. You can make a case he's the sixth man of the year. He's balling. He is absolutely balling. He's played himself into another contract uh, after this season. I want to see Derrick Rose on a contender. I'd love to see Derrick Rose go deep in the playoffs after this year with Minnesota. In the East, okay, prayers up to Victor Oladipo. We never want to see injuries, okay? We never want to see any injuries. It sucks. I hope he gets back <laughs> to what he was. He was balling Indiana. Indiana was the feel-good story. They had the top defense, like, since December. They were going to make a – if they were one move away, in my opinion, they make another trade at the trade deadline, they are serious contenders in the East. But now the season's, you know, kind of a, kind of a wash right now without Oladipo. In the East now, I got Kyrie – Kemba as my as the guards. You gotta put Giannis in there, Kawhi, and Embiid. I think a lot of people have very similar to what I have. I'm glad Kemba Walker will start the All-Star game. He deserves it. Mean, he's balling out in Charlotte. I know the team is fading away. I know the team is not playing that well, but Kemba Walker deserves to start. That's my NBA All-Star starter rant. Before I go, I want to give a shout out to Blake Griffin uh, for calling out his teammates after a win. We gotta care more, and then Reggie Jackson walking in front, super awkward. He probably was talking about Reggie Jackson. I want to know what he was saying under his towel. Uh, the whole interaction said it all. Super awkward. Uh, and, the, and Blake Griffin even said that the team settles too quickly for less. they got to have more championship culture, even though Detroit hasn't won a title in, what, 25, 30 years. Maybe we got a free Blake. Maybe Drummond isn't the one they got to trade. Maybe they got a free Blake from this. Blake deserves better. Uh, or maybe they get rid of Reggie Jackson uh, for Mike Conley. That's an interesting trade that I haven't even thought about, ladies and gentlemen. Something's got to happen in, in, in Detroit uh, because Blake Griffin is kind of uh, either he's kind of tired of the Detroit winter already or he's over his, some of his teammates. Other thing, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe this has actually happened. The Suns win again, damn it. The Suns win. And not on the court because it's a terrible product on the court and the fans deserve better. But they won because, uh, what, the, the Phoenix Council, the, 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 poli the politicians voted to keep the stadium and, and to pay for the renovations uh, publicly. Uh, and they'll stay till what, 2037? I don't like this at all whatsoever. If you're a billionaire and you're generating hundreds of millions of dollars, right, you just, you, you can pay for that. You can pay for the stadium renovation. You don't need public funding uh, if you're a billionaire. Okay, you're a billionaire with a B. You got a ton of money. It's only, what, 200-something million dollars. You're making Phoenix pay 150 and you pay 80. Have you seen the product that's been on the court for the Phoenix Suns? It is atrocious. Uh, it is terrible. Robert Sarver, that is disgusting. I don't care what I don't care if you got something to say to me because look, what are you gonna say? You're making all kinds of money, you're making money hand over foot, and you can't put a decent product on the cart, on the court. Okay? On the cart and on the court. You can't put them on there. Okay? I don't like it. Robert Sarver sucks. He's probably the second worst owner in the NBA behind uh, uh Jerry Reinsdorf, who is all about payment plans, selling players for money, and funding the White Sox World Series hopes, okay? Fire everybody in Chicago. Jim Bullen's got to go. He's trying to institute a 90s, a 90s, uh, a 1990s uh, offense. The players hate him. They got a clean house in Chicago. 
Okay, I don't know how I got there, but I got there. This is me riffing. This is me ranting. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure to subscribe here on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play. And to watch the video, check us out on YouTube. We got coverage of all sorts of stuff and more exclusivity. All these funny videos going down on YouTube. Make sure to check it out. And of course, the Instagram has been popping for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. We got the top fives. We got uh, funny videos. It's all going down. I appreciate all the support. We're growing every week here at Hooks and Hoops. I just, I'm so grateful for everybody listening and everybody watching and supporting. Once again, my name is Alex Fernandez. Make sure to tune in next week when we have Stax Montana on the show. It's a very exciting interview. We're going to talk Knicks heavily. We may even talk some Giants. We'll talk some fighting. It's all good. Once again, Hooks and Hoops. Make sure to subscribe. Leave a review. Unsubscribe, subscribe, all that great stuff. Leave some comments below on what do you want to hear on Hooks and Hoops.